1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people. Hello, my name is Jake and Orton, and this is Peculiar, because church people are weird. Hello, this is Jake and Orton, and welcome to Peculiar, because church people are weird. Now, of course, I'm referring to 1 Peter 2.9. If you're an audio listener, that's Brad in the intro. And what it means there, it means we are special. We are God's chosen people. God has chosen us for a specific purpose, to be his particular treasure. So, as such... Those who are new to the whole uh, church people thing, those who are checking in, observing, trying to figure out if this church thing is for them, that is our target audience. Either that or those who are new to the business, new to it, and trying to uh, become a part actively. Those are the key people that we are reaching for. You are welcome to join us for the ride if you are not new to this and you've been in this for 50 years, but you're just trying to figure out a little bit more about this Christian life. You're welcome as well. You're also welcome to send this to anyone that you may have in your life who has questions, who is wondering, what is it that makes this church thing so different? Now, of course, Christianity um, all centers around Christ, which is where the word Christianity comes from. And when Christ, better known as Jesus, was walking this planet, he did a lot of teaching. And... In the Bible, we, we, we do not know everything that Jesus did and taught. In fact, it says in the book of John, as he's wrapping it up, that he says, If I were to tell you everything that Jesus did and taught, I don't think that the world could fit all the books that would be written. So that's where we bump into problems, if you're one of the people who decided to write about the life of Jesus, this is where you bump into problems. How do I tell people, how do I choose what to tell people about what Jesus did? The longest of any of Jesus's sermons that we have is written by Matthew. And Matthew chose to write, over the course of several chapters in the book of Matthew, Matthew, book of Matthew, pretty easy to tell who wrote the books for most of the Bible. If someone's name is the title of a book of the Bible, they either wrote it or they're the topic. Uh, 
And in Matthew's case, the topic is Jesus, but he's the author, so it ends up being called the gospel, according to Matthew. So Matthew decides to write about this one gigantic sermon of Jesus. Now, people have different opinions about this sermon. Is this actually a sermon that Jesus uh, taught, that Jesus preached? Or is this kind of just Matthew summarizing it all in this area? Is Matthew just summarizing a lot of Jesus' teachings and combining it into one message? We really don't know. But... The, uh, but it, whether it is all one gigantic sermon or not is um, up for debate. Whether it's just a summarization presented as one sermon is up for debate. But the simple truth is, it is what Jesus taught. It is indeed the teachings of Jesus, whether or not it is was actually taught in that exact way. You'll also find some slight differences in wording, some slight differences in the stories that are told. If you'll go and look at the other, if you'll go and look at the other books of the Bible that tell the story of Jesus, you'll find slight differences in the wording you'll find slight differences in the stories that are told. In one version of the Bible, Jesus tells a story about people being paid um, varying amounts of money while their boss goes on a long journey. In another book of the Bible, you hear about them all being given the same amount of money before the boss goes on a long journey. the meaning of the story ends up still being the same whether or not the amounts of money have changed. The meaning of the story stays the same. There's just some slight variation. Um, on one version of the Bible tells a story about Jesus healing a guy from a long distance just by speaking a word. In one version, he's talking to a servant. In another version, he's talking to the guy that the servant works for. The story's still the same. And such is the case in this particular sermon that Matthew talks about. It takes place over between Matthew's chap Matthew chapter 5 all the way over to Matthew chapter 7. And that's a lot of material. Uh, your chapters in Matthew... Um, in this case, they're, they're not short chapters as far as the Bible book goes. Uh, one chapter is 48 verses. Another chapter is 34 verses. And then another one is 29 verses. So it's about 100 verses that we're going through here. And over the course of the next few weeks, 
I'm going to go through them. It's going to be a few weeks. <laughs> it's going to be more than just three weeks. Because it's a lot of material to go through. But if you hear this and you listen to it, you'll get a very good perspective on what Jesus actually taught. Because there's a lot of stuff out there about the idea of what Jesus taught. Some people like to say, oh, Jesus was basically a hippie. He just was all about peace and love and mercy. And, and, and he didn't want anybody to ever fight. And he taught that we shouldn't judge people. And that's somewhat, there, there's nuggets of truth in those statements. But that's not the whole story. Jesus believed in peace. Jesus believed in love. But that's not all that Jesus was. Jesus was a nuanced individual. Uh, there, there's a personality teacher behind this thing called the, who's, who teaches this thing called the Enneagram, which is a personality test thing, um, which is a personality typing system. If you didn't know that, it's entirely possible that you know that it's been around for a long time. Uh, but the guy's name is Ian Cron and uh, he said that he has people ask him all the time, so what was Jesus' personality type? Was he the type that was all about love? Was he the type that was uh, all about peace? He s said no. Jesus was none of those. Jesus was the perfect combination of all of them. Jesus was the perfect medium. He can understand every aspect of the human personality because he is fully God and fully man. There's a whole lot more to Jesus than we'd like to give him credit for. And over the course of the next few weeks, as we go through this, Sermon of Matthew, uh, sermon that Matthew has of Jesus. We're going to get to know Jesus and what he really taught. Because Jesus has a lot more to him than people like to give him credit for. But we're going to start with what it is that makes people think that Jesus is this happy-go-lucky, all-about-love guy. I, I love the way that the Chosen series uh, that has been coming out by um, that Dallas Jenkins has put out portrays Jesus getting ready to give this message. It has him and Matthew having a conversation, and Matthew tells him you the way you're starting this sounds harsh 
You're asking for a lot of these people. These are very hard things to do. And whenever I've tried teaching these things to people, this is me breaking from Dallas's narrative to talking about me. When I've tried teaching these, this message to people that's here in Matthew chapter 5, people kind of laugh and say, who would ever do that? Jesus. And he expects his followers to be like him. He will give you power that you can be like him. But he's not asking for you to just be a nice person. He wants you to be a holy person. But before going through all that, what they portray in the Chosen series is, is Matthew saying, you need to ease people into this conversation. And at the end of the episode, Jesus and Matt tells Matthew, what do you think about this for a starter? Starting with verse 3. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile ye, revile you, and persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. Literally all Jesus adds uh, in this conversation with Matthew. He changes none of the rest of his message. He keeps every hard saying in it. He keeps every hard saying. He keeps everything where he said uh, that you're going to stick out and have to be different from everyone else in the world. He keeps every statement where he says, you're keeping one standard, but I'd like you to keep a higher standard. He keeps everything where he says, you have to take it when people fight you. He keeps everything where he says, if you're being judgmental, there is a higher standard for judgmental people. He keeps everything where he said that you, you need to be keeping yourself from hatred. He keeps every hard statement in there where he says, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, as a follower of Jesus, you have to stick out. But he said, this 
is what you're going to get out of that. He's seeing the multitude. He's went up into a mountain. His disciples have come to him. He's opened up his mouth and he's teaching them. He starts off by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. And it's not about being poor in monetary goods, or at least not just about being poor in monetary goods. He said, this is for the people you have been looked down on your whole life. This is the people who, because you are a follower of Jesus, you are less fortunate than others. You are blessed because while you don't have much in this life, when it comes to the kingdom of heaven, when it comes to the kingdom of God, when it comes to this life that Jesus has come to establish, you've got a guarantee. You have a position with God. You will be blessed. He goes on and says, Blessed are you if you mourn, because he will comfort you. Yes, you may have lost. You may have lost your position in this world. You may have lost somebody or a relationship of some sort because you were more dedicated to God's purpose. But he said, you will be blessed. No matter what you've had to give up to follow Jesus, you will be blessed because you can be in touch with Jesus and he can comfort you. The Holy Ghost is a comforter. God's spirit that comes to live inside of us, it comforts us. If you will give up other things, God will bless you. Blessed are the meek. They shall inherit the earth. The meek, the lowly. If you will be humble and not think of yourself more highly than you ought to, one day there will be a reward that will come. Jesus said that in the last days when he comes to reign over this earth, he is going to put his people that followed him are the ones who are going to rule and reign in those last days. So if you will make sure that you are putting yourself, I'm not going to think of myself more highly than I ought to. And in the end, I don't have to worry about my position with people because I will have a position with God. That's what that's all about. Blessed are the meek. They will inherit the earth. Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. You don't have to want what this world has to offer. Want righteousness. Try to be right with God. Be hungry to be right with God. Be hungry and thirsty. Search in prayer. Search in study of the word. Search to make yourself figure out how can I change to be more like Jesus? Because he said, if you're searching after that and not after what this world has to give you, I can assure you that will be filled. That need will be covered. I will make sure. God is going to make sure that you get exactly what you're looking for. If you want to be right with God, he can assure you. 
I can cover that. I can make sure that that need, that that want is going to be filled. Blessed are the merciful. They will obtain mercy. Remember talking about the Lord's Prayer, that Jesus' model example of prayer? If you don't remember it, you can go back and listen to our episode called Peculiar Prayer. We talk about it there. But Jesus gave a prayer model, and he said that if you forgive others, God will forgive you. If you don't forgive others, God will not forgive you. That's kind of the principle we're seeing here. Blessed are the merciful, they will obtain mercy. Kind of also makes me think of a story where Jesus has a woman brought to him who was caught in the act of sin. Adultery being the specific sin. And when the religious leaders drag her in front of Jesus, fresh off of this bed of sin that she was caught in, they say, According to Moses' law, this woman deserves to be killed. What do you say, Jesus? Jesus just kind of ignores them, stoops down to the ground and starts writing in some dirt. Just saying, I'm not going to listen to you, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, they stand there for a while just staring at him. Thinking, what's she going to do, buddy? There's a woman here, and the situation's getting awkward. And they say, Jesus, what are we doing? Do you think she's supposed to die or not? And Jesus just kind of looks up and says, Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. And then he goes back to doodling in the dirt. And one by one, every single one of them leaves from the oldest to the youngest is what the Bible says. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone. The woman ends up being the only one left, just her and Jesus. And Jesus stands up and he asks, Where are your accusers? And she responds, They're not here. He said, Do you not have any accusers? And she said, No. No one has accused me anymore. And then he just tells her, go and sin no more. Jesus gave these people a chance to be merciful. In the Lord's Prayer, he said, if you forgive others, God forgives you. If you show mercy, you'll get mercy. It's a, it's a principle shown right here. Blessed are the merciful they will obtain mercy. So if you'll forgive people and let people off the hook every once in a while, you'll obtain mercy. Next he goes on and says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. 
if you will have no other motivation, if you'll not be divided in your heart, if you'll let, if you will be single-minded, I've just got one goal, one purpose, one plan for my life. If you'll give God your undivided attention, he says, you will see God. Give God your undivided attention, and you'll see God. That's powerful. That's amazing. All throughout this, he just keeps on. He's like, hey, guess what? There are things. He's, he's saying, if you'll just listen, 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 there will be a greater reward than you can imagine for living out this holy, godly, peculiar call. If you will single-mindedly, single-mindedly follow after God with no other side quest, side mission, side purpose, and just give it all to Jesus. Be pure in heart. Don't, don't be going after some side sin. You'll see God. We're, we're getting close to this wrap-up to the what is known as the Beatitudes or the Blessings. These blessed statements. Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers. Now, there's a lot of people in this world who like some types of things that they, they always just kind of rub me with the wrong way sometimes. Those people who post these things on Facebook, you're in the midst of recent political events. Um, you'll, you'll see a lot of these people. I'm not about to, uh, at this point in time, just make my thoughts known because I'm, Telling why these types of people are bad. Uh, but they'll just post, just putting my thoughts out there. What do you think about such and such thing? Now, don't be having any arguments in the comments. People never listen. And then you see these people post about two days later. I don't know why people are always fighting all over Facebook. Or those people who like to post. Now, I'm going to be petty, but... Dot, 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 fill in the blank, whatever petty thing they want to talk about. There's an entire genre on Twitter of things known as subtweeting, which is talking about someone without tagging them. Talking about someone without tagging them. Posting the vague statuses of some people just always want to be fighting. Some people just can't be trusted. Some people, blah, 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 whatever the case may be. That's not what Jesus wants us to be. Jesus doesn't want us to be purposely starting fights. 
Jesus doesn't want us to be starting random religious debates in the public forum known as Facebook, Reddit, Instagram, Twitter. I don't know. Maybe people are having these types of debates on Snapchat. I have personally not been on Snapchat in years, and that's fine by me to continue this thing. I know it's on TikTok, too. I'm also not on there. But that's besides the point. Jesus doesn't want us to be doing that. Jesus instead wants us to be the types of people who can chill things out and say, hey, guys, let's let's not be doing the fighting. Let's promote peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. And if you can be this type of person, you will be called a child of God. <laughs> People will say unquestionably, I know I can trust him. And it's not because he has the word Jesus written on his hat. It's because when I'm around him or her, there's peace. And Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So if you'll be peaceful and a peacemaker, you'll be called a child of God. He goes on and says something that almost feels contradictory. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. If you're going to be so good that some people just don't like you, they're living right, so people are out to get them because they're living right. And those people exist because in our modern day and age, you do see the fulfillment of prophecies in the Bible, which said they're going to call good evil and they're going to call evil good. They're going to call good things bad and bad things good. If you're going to be that type of person, you're going to find people who just don't like you. But in the meantime, you're supposed to also be seeking peace. But he said, at your core, you still need to stand up for what is right, whether people like it or not. Don't purposely go looking for fights, but do the right thing at all times. Stand up for truth. Stand up for righteousness. And when you do that, people are going to persecute you. But he said, if you'll still stand up for righteousness, even though persecution or trouble is going to come, you are blessed. Even though they make fun of you. He said, blessed are you when they revile you, when they make fun of you, when they persecute you, when they do bad stuff to you. When they say all manner of evil against you falsely, for my sake. When they claim that you are evil. When they claim that you're a liar. When they claim that you're a cheater. When they claim that you're a bigot. When they claim all of these random things to about you. Because you're being righteous. He said, you're blessed. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. He says, rejoice and be exceeding glad for you have a great reward in heaven because they 
did that to the prophets long before you. They did that sort of stuff to the prophets in the Old Testament. Because they continued to say, we only worship the one true God, even though the kings and queens of the day were worshiping false gods. When they were sacrificing children in the fires, when they were doing ungodly things, desecrating God's temple, doing all kinds of things like that, the prophets still continued to say, there is one true God, we worship that one true God. And we sacrifice only to that one true God in the way that he said to do it. We're still supposed to worship the one true God. He said, rejoice when they do bad stuff to you. Because they did bad stuff to the people who stood up for righteousness back in the old days. It's okay to do it. It's okay to stick out like a sore thumb. Because Jesus said, in the end... It's going to be worth it. You can be called a child of God. You can have yours be your inheritance be the kingdom of heaven. You can inherit the earth. You can be filled with righteousness. You can obtain mercy. All the things, all these blessings, they are entirely available to you. If you will stand up for righteousness. Seek out peace. Be merciful. Be pure in heart. When this time, when that time comes and it seems like everyone's against you, rejoice, be exceeding glad. Great is your reward in heaven. Thank you all for tuning in. Be back next week as we continue looking at this thing called the Sermon on the Mount. This, these writings of Matthew in chapters 5 through 7. Next time we're going to get to some of the harder stuff that Jesus had to say. And the reason why he had to promote. You can be blessed. Thank you all for listening. And we're going to keep on looking at what Jesus is really like over the course of the weeks to come. See you guys next week.